0: aren't you gonna say something oh you want me no
1: no 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 no. that that was perfect when you said aren't you gonna say something that's gonna be like our intro thing where it's like a jokey thing
0: oh i like that hey guys uh welcome back to command sk it's Treyak here with current uh sorry we've been we've been kind of MIA for the past few weeks we've just been busy with life in general and you know we've been working hard trying to get some special episodes out for you guys but uh, more on that at the end of the episode. Right now, we have a very special episode lined up for you today. We're going to talk all about uh, WWDC, which, for those of you who don't know, it stands for
1: Worldwide Developers Conference. Exactly.
0: So we're going to talk all about the the new stuff that Apple's come out with and and how disappointing it was. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no Karn, Karn will break it down, but we'll yeah. we'll let's let's get right into it though.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it. So this is our special WWDC, also colloquially known as Dub, Dub. Uh, Episode, So our special Apple episode where we talk about all of the latest announcements. So it's been a couple of weeks since the conference. And so that's given a lot of people – that's given people time to digest everything that came out uh, as well as, you know, uncover new little details and findings from the software, the betas, uh, the code, all that kind of good stuff. So now that we have, like, a better picture, uh, kind of a longer-term view of, like, what they announced and why it's important and how it's going to affect the future of their platforms, uh, we can talk about it. I think it's a great time to talk about it. And so – um, yeah, at the conference, just to give a quick, quick recap. Yeah, quick, recap. Oh, uh, God, i got to cut this out. Yeah, quick recap. So they gave updates. It was a software-focused event where Apple gave updates to all of their four major software platforms. So iOS 12, which is on your phone and your tablet. Uh, Mac OS, so their Mac, uh, Macintosh desktop and laptop uh, software. Uh, watch OS, their watch uh, software. And then finally, Apple TV. Um, so they gave at first, what I thought were pretty minor and like uh, you know, uh, cal- relatively calm announcements for all of these things. Like, it wasn't like anything crazy this year. They didn't announce anything s- w- that made you go "Wow," aka disappointing. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, some people would say disappointing, but other what other people, uh, especially people who might be a little bit more technically proficient on their platforms, would say it was a, f- a phenomenal year for them. <laughs> um, but I'm going to try to break it down to to a level that like, or we'll try talking about it on a level that everyone can understand. Everyone can. Uh, kind of get a sense of what's going on or what happened, um, and I think we'll start off with uh, iOS 12 uh, as the main. Uh, yeah, we're not probably not going to end up talking about Apple TV or WatchOS because there was like minor updates, nice yeah. updates, but most people won't really care or notice. And also, they discontinued support for the first Apple Watch, the OG Apple Watch that came out three years ago, the one that yeah. I have on my wrist, which is now not supported, which means I have to get, get a new get an Apple, Apple Watch, watch this year, which <laughs> I'm completely disappointed. And upset that I have to spend my money on such a device or – well, I love I know that. it's heinous, isn't it's it? It's heinous. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> loving this. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get started with iOS 12. So iOS 12 was, in my opinion, after going through a lot of the, the nitty-gritty, a lot of the higher-level details and what it means for the future of the iOS – I think it's a pretty mon- going to be known as a mon- monumental release, or it's going to be seen as a monumental release in the future. Looking back on this uh, announcement, because there are a lot of different things that uh, are actually dramatically af- affect the platform, dramatically affect uh, how users can empower themselves and get empowered to do uh, more powerful things. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to get Truex's opinion on it first, so he could talk about what he thought of, uh, of it as a layman, and then I can go into it and in maybe more talk about it in more depth.
0: Well, before we do that, why don't you kind of break it down a, a little bit just in general because I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was so disappointed that even watching the, the live stream, I wasn't paying full attention. And then maybe we can talk about
1: it a little bit. Sure, yeah. So um, overall, there was uh, a lot of updates across a lot of different areas. Uh, they, one of the most important uh, ones was definitely their folks sh- sh- stop, 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 sorry. Well, before we do
0: that, why don't you kind of break it down a, a little bit just in general because I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was so disappointed that even watching the, the live stream, I wasn't paying full attention then maybe we can talk about a little bit
1: okay so first of all i think a lot of people who are in the know at least a little bit about what they were expecting were disappointed relative to you know what uh, was rumored to happen but that got pushed to next year actually um so uh yeah um many people were expecting according to the rumors like uh apple was trying to push a redesign of anything everything from the home screen to maybe icons new design language a lot of different things and the uh, the uh, invitation, press release, the new app icon for the WWDC app, all of that hinted towards that. So people were kind of disappointed that the rumors ultimately did end up being true, that Apple pushed that to next year, uh, phased that out so that they could focus this year more on more stability, performance improvements, things like that. So um, that's actually what we got. And what we got was the f- first major big news was uh, stability and performance improvements. So it's making things faster, but not only on faster newer devices, we have the latest and greatest, right? But they are supporting the... All the way back to the oldest device that uh, is currently supported, uh, and focusing all heavily on speed improvements, making things faster, making the user experience more snappy. Probably in the back end trying to reduce crashes and issues happening, um, and all of that's ama- like amazing to hear because it means that um, you know that planned obsolescence thing that everyone keeps talking about. You know this in this investment into iOS completely contradicts that statement. Even with the battery issues that we faced last year with the iPhones, you know, yeah. with Apple's battery gate, whatever, all that huge <laughs> <laughs> deal, um, people saying that you know they're they're purposefully you know trying to make your hardware obsolete so that they can you know sell you and upsell you a new device. And this year they tried to reiterate that that's not the case. They want to make the experience as awesome as possible for everyone who is supported, who is who it's possible to support. And this investment directly shows that, so which is awesome to hear. Yeah, uh, and definitely according to my, um, my friends and everyone who's downloaded the first beta a lot of people are saying that iOS 12 beta 1 is more stable and faster for all devices that it's supported across than the current production of iOS 11 so what most regular folks have on their phones which yeah. is like another great piece of news to hear
0: which I think that's that's one of the am not going to lie that's one of the few things that I think that they that, that I'm glad they did I mean albeit many, many years too late, because um, at the end of the day, I mean, you and I both know that everyone obviously has different people budgets, different expectations, or different wants or needs for their devices, right? So not, not everyone's going to always necessarily buy the latest and greatest. So it's, it's great to see that they care about the, the people who buy the iPhone SE or the iPhone 6 or, or what have you, right? So I, I think it's, it's great that they kind of, like you said, invested in that and and took that attention on. it.
1: For sure, yeah. They, so some uh, after that, there were uh, a bunch of updates uh, to new to the apps uh, on your iPhone. So like just a bunch of uh, design updates, feature updates, things added, and, and things like that. So this included like the new Books app, the new uh, updates to like their Apple News app, FaceTime, photos, like new features and things like that. But a lot of those were like minor improvements, but overall. Um, that led to kind of like an, a better user experience for a lot of these apps yeah. and some new apps added to iPad. Like now we have voice memos on iPad, which is what I'm using to record this episode of the podcast with. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, um, that was the next piece of info. Not, not that big. Uh, and one of the huge things that they announced though was trying to give people more information and insight into how they use their own devices to let them – and also help them in a way um, through a diff- number of different features – um, manage their time, manage their lives around the, you know, to not be focused around their iPhone, their screen all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, which is
0: one of those, one of those features that, I mean, again, long overdue, but I think it's, it's great that they, they finally decided to put a little more focus on that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So parents are going to be thrilled with this. Uh, even people who might think that they have addiction to technology, people, who, all of those different, uh, categories of, of folks, you know, they're going to be, they're going to love these new things hopefully, because a lot of the, so far, a lot of the beta users have been getting a lot of uh, wake up, uh, some wake up calls in terms of how they've been using their device and things that they didn't realize before that. Now, in iOS 12, you can see the time that you used each all of your apps for uh, notifications, how many times you woke up your phone, all of your behaviors related to your iPhone, your iPad, your devices uh, and how uh, and then also gives you tools to try to let you manage that better and let you take control of it in uh, with some help with some software features like uh, timing out apps after a certain amount of time. Or disallowing certain apps to even uh, open for kids. A lot of these things, which are you know some of them overdue, some of them welcome additions, and and uh, yeah. overall the implementation is fantastic, and that is what counts in terms of the impact that this is going to have on a lot of people and how they use their you know their devices. So in a lot of ways, we're seeing the uh, an antithesis of what is you know usually people's opinions about how Apple treats their customers. You know, trying to uh, one have planned obsolescence, just trying to you know. Um, make it so that you buy something, you have to buy something new, and then also trying to make you use your devices as much as possible so that, you know, you become addicted to them and that you can't stay away from them, right? So yeah. That, or that whole uh, cloud of thought around tr- buying devices and just living your life around devices and technology and all that stuff, getting away from that really is what a lot of the features that were talked about is, you know, it's um, uh, the the thinking about it, and that's great to see.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's supposed to enhance your life, not detract from it, right?
1: Mm, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, that was uh, a lot of what was announced uh, there. Uh, some other things like AR Kit Two. You know, a lot of people they, it, for developers and more technically uh, minded individuals, this is going to be this is the beginning of something that's coming down the road. Yeah. Um, which is Apple's AR product, whatever it's going to be in a couple of years. Maybe you know glasses that augment the world around you. A lot of cool possibilities. But we're laying the groundwork for that. So AR Kit Two was announced. You know, it lets you have more fun, functional, capable um augmented reality experiences. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna be really cool. Um, but yeah, so that was that was uh, uh something else that was there. Um and then also um other than that um these up- app updates a big one for me like just personally for me mm-hmm. was the FaceTime update. Um so you can now group FaceTime with 32 people which is amazing. And then of course we can't forget about the most amazing profound life-changing feature I know what you're gonna say. Memoji Oh my god fucking <laughs> <I'll> keep- <laughs>
0: Who cares? I mean, yes, it's fun, It's great. But only if you can get a $1,000 iPhone X. 10.
1: So, so there's a few things to that. Yeah. Uh, the new iPhone lineup this year, which is going to start off with they're going to have a cheaper LCD iPhone. Yeah. That's yeah. going to start off at cheaper than I think what the current iPhone 8 and iPhone 8 Plus. Like the, the cheaper iPhones today, what mm-hmm. they cost, they're going to release an even potentially lower cost than that iPhone this mm-hmm. year with a camera that's capable of track. So what their plan is with this, like so here's the, here's the grand plan is we have emoji, right? This right. Memoji is an avatar creation system which from what I've read and what I've heard about from people in the industry is Apple now has one of the best, if not the best, avatar creation experiences, technologies, integration on any platform that has existed. Of course. And they created that overnight, overnight in terms of like releasing it to users, <laughs> right? But this is uh, having a personal avatar is actually laying the groundwork for along with their AR kit stuff for a future where you can have an augmented world an augmented reality. With an avatar version of yourself, which is what Memoji is leading towards, is what the argument is, or what the the people who you know are in this space are thinking is Apple's uh, thinking behind this.
0: And when you say augmented reality, and you know you have an avatar of yourself in it, like what, what's like a potential application of that? I'm interest, I'm interested to know because yeah. again, if they're if they're now trying to focus on with iOS 12 part in part at least. You know, that, hey, we're, we're trying to help technology enhance your life, not detract from it, not become the center of your life. What what would be the potential application of something like those glasses, for example, to to help enhance your, your day-to-day life, but not kind of consume it?
1: Yeah, so that's going to be really interesting to see. Um, yeah, so augmented reality is a funny space right now, is what I would say. Because augmented reality, in terms of its useful applications, for consumers, it actually has very few actual practical utility productivity applications it's mostly um apple demoed a lego game which was looked fun for a bit you know a lego game yeah. and a- augmented reality things like games and uh, like that that's what the space the world of ar for an average person looks like today mm-hmm. uh, and in the future though mm-hmm. and right now in industry there are useful ar applications so let's say you're in a warehouse you can have an augmented reality uh, uh, basically like uh if you know what a hud is it's like an overlay of of like let's say a dashboard or something overlay onto the real world so as you look around let's say in a warehouse you can walk around a warehouse as a worker and you can look at an item on the shelf and your glasses overlays all of the information about what's in that box what's in that item what that item is about that you should pick it up that you should take it out for shipping things like that so in terms of industry applications it has some uses now but also even there it's relatively early yeah Uh, and then we take a look at the consumer market that's even scaling it more back or more to, towards the early stage of, of the consumer of the consumer play. So it's going to be really interesting. You, these uh, developments and these new uh, features and things like that, like Memoji, like uh, AR Kit 2, how playing games in ARKit. Um, they're just, you know, we're laying the groundwork and we're also kind of, as we move towards that future, we're, we're building developers and, and creative and technical people are building things that try to see if they're f- going to be a fit for this new world. Uh, and what I predict is going to be the case is, you know, uh, everyone who wears glasses sunglasses or regular glasses have the hopefully keep the design their design of their frames or lens or whatever the same and hopefully the technology will evolve to the point where uh, or what Apple is working on hopefully you have ARK glasses that are no dif- look no different than your regular glasses yeah um, and they have but they have incredible technology within them that allows you to overlay things in the world that consumers would find useful so things like um, let's say you have an overlay of um, for just a random thought, um, you know this is not necessarily useful. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you have um, an overlay of all of the food items in your house, right? Uh, in AR, so as you walk into your kitchen, you can without having to touch or move see all of the food and where it's located in your kitchen just by looking around. And you can have an ing- you can have a recipe app that tells you where to go in your kitchen to pick up things in what order to make of specific food item, just like, a, just like a, an example of what I could see a consumer application being, mm-hmm. uh, just in like, you know, off the top of my head. Of course, there's more useful things, yeah. but right now we haven't seen, I think this is the case, we haven't seen enough useful uh, application utility, uh, real world examples um, for the mass market in terms of AR. Right now, it's still what a lot of people would consider a gimmick, even though the technology itself um, is uh, relatively advanced in a lot of areas, as we've seen with the Memoji stuff. With yeah. uh, real-time face, facial tracking using depth sensors and uh, tracking your muscles, all of your facial muscles, your tongue, your winks, all of those things, your eye tracking. Mm-hmm. So all of that's available now, and like we're building towards. Um, we, we don't know actually what we're building towards, and that's a part, partially what's exciting, but also partially what's uh, either worrying or also you know makes people think that this is a gimmick. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see where this goes.
0: And on top of that, I mean the, the the thing that concerns me is like that example you gave. I know that was just off the top of your head, but. I mean, let, let's kind of bounce off of that a little, right? Like, I mean, you, you walk into your house and the, through the augmented reality, it'll tell you, like, what food items you have and suggest, like, recipes or whatever, you, you know, kind of you suggested. But, I mean, I can see that being useful to somebody who, you know, if you're going to, you know, market this to somebody who maybe if they have a disability, they can't get, you know, reach their cupboard or they can't, you know, move around or whatever it is, something like that. That, to me, is a great kind of potential application. But if, if you're, not you necessarily, but if you're mm-hmm. telling me that, um, y- hey, you know, me, the average person, I can use those glasses, walk into my house and do that. I mean, isn't that just lazy? Like, I'd, I'd rather open the cupboard and actually, like, look and see what I have.
1: Oh, no, yeah, it, it, like, all of these things, you know, all of the things that we have, a lot of technology that we have today is just to make us less, either less lazy to improve, improve efficiency. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a trade-off, like, when it comes to, no, no matter what, like, you know, we have things that improve all aspects of our lives in different ways. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Like in terms of AR, like what I want to focus on is not the is not that that part. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I was I just had something on the top of my head that I, I wanted to talk about. Um, for some reason, I can't remember. It was related to. Um, oh yes, okay. So the general. So my opinion on this on AR in general, is the paradigm of AR is. If you have to say in a sentence why is AR useful, I would say this: augmented reality allows you to have your phone on you. And view anything on it at all times, while having both of your hands free to do whatever it is you need to do. And I think that statement is actually a very, very fun, a huge and fundamental statement, because if you have whether you have your watch on you, you have your phone on you to interface with it, most of the time, almost all the time, you need to have a hand free. You need to have one or two hands free. And that, for humans with two hands, once you take one out of the out of the <laughs> Uh, sorry, I accidentally was trying to tell Shrek that, <laughs> that going, from, the going from two to one, and I showed him my, my middle <laughs> finger. Um, did I do that on purpose, or did I do that by accident? That's the <laughs> question. You're probably on purpose. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so... What was I saying? God damn it. Uh, yeah, so um, once you take one hand out of the equation, yeah. that's like, that drastically limits um, your, your abilities, like what you can do, all that stuff. So when you take yeah. something on your head, uh, when you put in, um, a pair of glasses on you, and... You Can do things with, let's say, your eyes, let's say, with you know, with uh, head gestures, whatever it is, and having both of your hands, which are your most powerful assets, free to do what it is, whatever it is you do in daily life. It opens up, I think, up a world of possibilities. So, for example, um, in whatever you whenever you have your phone on you, uh, and you need to actively look at the screen and use your hands to manipulate the phone, you're actively not. Looking at whatever it is you need, what else, whatever else it is you need to look at and also not using your hands for whatever else it is you need to look at. Right. So with, your gla- with a gla- pair of glasses, your focus and your attention can be on what you need to focus or pay attention to right. at the same time as seeing a user interface that allows you to do certain actions. And also at the same time you can use both of your hands to manipulate or act on or whatever you need to do. Um, with the environment that you're in. So in the warehouse example, I think this is a perfect example. That's a great example. You basically have focus on the item on the shelf that you need to actually focus on Mm -hmm. while having an overlay, a screen with useful information actually showing up and telling you exactly what you need Mm -hmm. and letting you see what exactly you need to see beyond just your normal eyesight. But Mm -hmm. it lets you use both of your hands to pick up the object, actually perform whatever action you need to do with it, have focus on your environment environment, even if it's slightly altered with uh, an overlay of of uh, a user interface. Right. Right. So with all of that, I think that's a really powerful general case for augmented reality and why it's so useful and why it's such a different and important paradigm in technology, but also that that also explains the challenge of why we haven't not even just mastered, but totally and completely learned its usefulness, its applicability um, and it's general and mass market overall appeal that it will have in the future, which I do believe is going to be the case. So that was just kind of like, a short spiel on AR, but I think we should, we should move on from that a little bit. Yeah. Um. Okay. So um, the next, I want to move on uh, and let's talk about uh, the big, what, what I think actually is the biggest thing and it's something that I almost forgot, which
0: if you, you say Memoji again, I'm going to punch you.
1: What? So Siri, Siri on the surface, <gasps> ah, yeah. actually, when I first saw it, I was like, this is a nice update. This is a lot of this is what we've been looking for. But then as I uncovered over the next couple of days and weeks, I'll actually link to an article or a video in the show notes. That will give you an, give you insight a couple minutes long, I think, uh, by Renee Ritchie of iMore.com. Yes. And so how important and significant Siri Kit is or the new additions to Siri are and what they mean. So um, to just talk about it a little bit, um, what Apple announced was a way that is completely different than or a lot, very different than what the other players in the market have deemed um, their personal assistant uh, strategy. Okay. So Amazon has all of these Alexa skills that you can add, that you can... Uh, add to their uh, Echo product. Uh, and so uh, Amazon's uh, approach with this is taking all of these uh, cheap hardware products like the Echo, um, et cetera, putting them around your life and then having uh, its assistant be intelligent through different integrations with companies, hardware and software, and having these skills, thousands and thousands of skills that they advertise. Okay. Google's assistant relies more, a lot heavily on AI and specifically like, uh, uh, learning, learning, um, Based on um, you know highly algorithmic uh, learning, which all of these systems do, that Google is especially both good at and experienced at. Right. So they have the cap- They have a, the advantage there in that space, right? And so with SiriKit, Apple's taking a different approach, and this approach, I think, is going to be incredibly. We're going to find this to be an incredibly smart approach in the future. Okay. So what they're doing is there was an app called Workflow that Apple bought last year, and what Workflow did was it allowed power users take. Uh, I dra- use a drag-and-drop editor to take different steps. And let's say each step can be from any, any app on your device. And, it can, and each step is an action that you can do w- on your phone. So I can say one action would be from my phone app, I want to call someone. From my Facebook app, I want to message someone. From my Twitter app, I want to post a tweet. From Instagram, I want to save a photo. These are examples of actions. And you could link these actions in wh- wh- whatever way you want to create powerful workflows. And workflows allowed you to do a lot of things. Like it allowed you to use kind of like pseudocode, which is like not actually uh, using a programming language, but kind of taking that and saying, let's say um, an example of this is call mom after 10 a.m. So you would have one step that said call mom, and then you'd have to take your clock app, you would create another step and that step would say, if time is less than, or if time is greater than 10 a.m. That would be an example of a workflow using pseudocode, where anyone could understand what it was doing and create their own workflows to, that were extremely powerful and could be accessed a lot of different capabilities of your system of iOS, okay. and allow you to do very powerful things. But what Apple is doing is taking that with voice and with SiriKit, they took workflow and they created Siri uh, shortcuts, Siri suggestions, a lot of Siri different Siri things, and with the new framework they've developed. They've taken all of these steps that you could do and where before you would have to click a button. Now you can say any phrase you want, uh, any phrase that you're choosing to initiate a workflow. So if I want to, uh, let's say if I want to take an Instagram photo, save it to my photos, mail it to my friend, uh, and um, mail it to my friend, crop it and apply filter, I could create a workflow that did all of those steps. I could do, do, create it however and manipulate it however I want to create the exact workflow that I want. And then I can say a custom phrase like, uh, save this Instagram to my favorites. And if when you say that phrase to Siri, it would follow all of these steps from all of these different apps and create an inter- uh, a long, uh, compl- not complicated, but a very powerful and useful workflow out of that command to do a lot of different things that would be useful. So Apple demoed this um, in their keynote with um, someone taking a trip and telling them I'm at the hotel or like I left the airport and then it would say, it would use five different, let's say five different apps on the device. One of the apps, I had their hotel booking. It would tell them which hotel to go to and when one of their apps, um, had their, uh, destination. So where, to, how to get there. So you would open up your maps and give you directions. Right. So all of these actions link, you could link them together however you want from all of the apps on your phone and apply custom phrases. But then it goes, so what this, why this is important is it gives all of the power from the, Software and and hardware guys on you know uh, that are part of these like dev teams that are part of these apps that are part of Apple and hands all of this to the user, which in a, in a way is more, makes it more complex and challenging, but also in another way gives the user way more control and functionality potentially than a, another solution like uh, an Alexa skill where you have predetermined set of things you can do, you can say something and get it done. But with SiriKit, you create your uh, the master of your own voice destiny.
0: So, <laughs> wow, that's a good so, way of putting it. But yeah. do you and and but you can do create those workflows just with your voice? Is that what you're saying?
1: So yeah, there's a there's an app that they're gonna, that's going to be that's uh, added to iOS 12 so that okay. app is going to be on your home screen like any other app and okay. that allows you to create what they call I think Siri shortcuts and so you can create them uh, using a drive oh, through app that app, interface. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, the second one, re- and other powerful thing is just like Amazon has Alexa skills so where the app maker they decide some workflows that you can do that they've made themselves so let's say Instagram has made one where it allows you to apply a filter crop it um, crop it save it to your story all in one go they can create one in their app and they have a button in their app that says add Siri shortcut. So you don't have to, for a lot of these things, you don't have to do any work because the app makers can also create these shortcuts that are potentially more powerful than what you can do, Mm -hmm. show them to you at the right time, at the right place in the app. You can say add Siri shortcut, you can add your own custom phrase and I can uh, Instagram now in this hypothetical update, Instagram has an update where I can save my story, share it, apply a filter, rotate and crop it, all by saying, uh, use this photo to Siri and they can have that in the Instagram app. So when I open my Instagram app, it says, we have this new Siri shortcut available. Do you want to add it? You add that, you just tap a button, and now that command, you didn't have to create yourself. You can access the power that it So provides. there's some
0: recommended ones as well then? The recommended basically.
1: ones, Apple recommends one. There's a whole store, like a gallery kind of view where you can view popular ones. Yeah. Um, you can get, for your friends, you can share these. So literally, like a, it's a file. So you can share them from friend to friend, family, um, community, uh, public link. All of these things, and it's really mm-hmm. powerful. And then, do the developers make their own so you don't? Um, they can push it to you when they when they create it, right? So that's Siri. and that it's when at the surface when they announced, I thought it was really cool. But when I looked, when I dug deeper, and people looked into the code, and also what this could mean for the future, yeah, it's something that I think is going to be incredibly promising and not, and very underrated part of the keynote.
0: Wow, no, that's that's amazing. Honestly, like I. I th- this is the kind of thing that I don't really know how to how to respond to just because I it, it's the kind of thing that I'd want to try out before, before you know really giving my thoughts on it. But no, that's that's amazing. Like the way you you broke it down, I think it it really could be pretty useful day to day. But yeah, no, I think that's all we had for this episode. Um, we're gonna end it off here. Keep it short for this time, um, but stay tuned for our next couple episodes. We have some really really interesting guests lined up, and hopefully we'll be able to. Uh, Get those edited on time. We want to make them absolutely perfect for you guys. Um, But until then, we'll see you in the next one. (laughs) Otherwise, let us know what you'd like to hear about next time at CommandSK on Twitter. These are the three idiots in a minivan driving away.